Welcome to episode 13 of El Presidente. We're back, Dave. We're back by popular demand. Roll the credits. Right, so today we're going to talk about... um, Do you know what? I was inspired. I'm going to start this. I was inspired by a guy called Robert Craven. Um, I went to see them at Bulletproof Agency. They were doing some talks. um, And a person who I do some work for, Lisa Morton, was also on the panel. Very inspiring afternoon, uh, sort of afternoon, evening. And Robert um, was kind of a keynote speaker, did a great speech and was talking about farmers versus hunters and how agencies tend to be more farmers than hunters, which I vastly agreed with him. And I thought we'd mix it into the podcast today because um, I think in B&I, we advise people wrong sometimes, Dave, when we're talking about the farmers versus hunters because we say that you shouldn't become a hunter when you become in B&I. What do you think? I think the, the the hunter definition, I suppose, within BNI is normally aimed at those people that you see turn up to several meetings, especially from a regional level where you may see different visitor signing sheets and see the same people at the same events over and over and over again, when sometimes you may have had some sort of interaction with them previously, or you've heard on the grapevine that they're attending lots of events, they're not really, really adding any value, they're never completing an application form. They've got no intention of, of getting involved with BNI and, and contributing, but they want to receive all of the benefits of BNI in terms of business. So I think the hunter, that's where it comes from. Um, I think in terms of being a BNI member and when you're going out looking for contributions and you're trying to grow your power teams and grow your chapter and find uh, referrals and contributions for the, the chapter, by all means be a hunter. Um, you know, my, my views on the random networking events, many people have the same view where you you go along and you generally waste a lot of time with people that aren't trying to help your business. Everyone's just trying to sell to each other. Um, no one's really interested in what anybody's doing. And if you're out there using those events to hunt for people to bring along to your chapter who are looking for ways to generate business but might not necessarily have found a structure to it, which is certainly what I found BNI to be, mm. it's a great way to bring people in and actually add benefit to your chapter by going out and hunting, if you like, for, for business for them. Yeah, because a, a lot of people will say networking doesn't work, don't they? I mean, I, I hear that all the time. Oh, just does, network doesn't really work work for me. It annoys me that because I think networking doesn't work because you've not done it properly. And I understand where people come from. Going back to the farming versus everyone prefers to be a farmer. You know, 90% of the people out there prefer to farm because it's, it's where they live comfortably. And no one really wants to be a hunter because they see that as being too salesy and I use that in inverted commas but I think you know Robert made a really good point is if you're not asking people you're not talking to people um when you go into these events or you know even networking let's let's widen what networking is it's not just networking um it's networking your current customers it's networking your previous customers networking your lapsed customers you know, networking doesn't mean that you have to go into a room and sit with a load of bunch of people and sit, you know, say hi, my name's Dave and I, and give you everyone your elevator pitch. Networking is is using your current customer base, previous customer base, using events that are in your industry, and what BNI gives you is um, an access to network to 
275,000 people worldwide, which can connect you with your dream referrals. And that's, it's just a, another income generating stream. And I think that's where people get networking wrong. Yeah, I think definitely um, a really good analogy that I saw a couple of weeks ago was that networking is about depth, not about width. And when you think what the perception is of networking is that you, you need to go out and meet lots and lots and lots and lots of people. But to be very, very good at networking in that you get results from it, you need depth. So if you imagine knowing lots and lots and lots of people, but they're never introducing you to anybody else, it's not really going to be working for you. Mm. Whereas you might only know relatively few compared to the people that are going out to events every single day. But if you are working on those relationships and you're building into their network and getting deeper into their network and people that they know and they're introducing you to, that's when you start seeing the real benefits from it. So from a B&I point of view, it's something that I'm going to, I'm trying to develop. We spoke about this earlier, but and the idea about this depth versus width, and I think it's a really good way we can bring it to life visibly to show people how B&I can really, really help them and help their business going forward. Well, I think that's where, I mean, in my chapter, we've just really started to use power teams properly. So for people who don't know what power teams are, um, there are a group of business owners within your BNI chapter, so let's use the digital power team, for example. You'll have your website builder, you'll have your branding person, your video person, your content person, uh, your PR seat. You all share the potential same customers, um, but we're all going in pitching them individually. And you might refer one person or not a person, but the, the way the power teams work is you meet once a month, or ideally more. If you're meeting once a week, you're going to be doing more business and you get together to share best practice and share who you're working with to make sure that we open up those opportunities. And it's funny, we actually working with a, a company on consultancy at the moment. They're a payroll company. I might won't mind us saying it, but they don't really cross-sell across their own business well enough. And it's really, really about asking the right questions and networking in the right way, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I, th I think we were... Uh we were talking earlier about somebody that I spoke to last week. He actually attended a BNI meeting. I was there, was in the orientation with him. And um, I just got talking to him at the end because he was a recruiter. And I thought, it's a seat that we didn't have filled in the chapter. And I thought, you know what? It, it, it's a good seat. I could pass a lot of work to a recruiter if we had a, a good one that covered a lot of areas, especially within the chapter. And he said to me, I'm trying to get out and about a lot more this year. So I went, oh, it's interesting you, you say that. I, what do you mean? He said, well... In November last year, I remember thinking, I've not got out and met that many new companies this year, so in January, I'm gonna do it. So obviously my first thing was, why did why wait till January? Why didn't you do it in November? And he said, oh, it's, you know, it's a good time to start new things in January. So I said, yeah, fair enough. I said, so what have you done so far? And this was, um, this would have been what, the 20th of January? I said, so what have you done so far? He said, well, I've been to four events in the last three, uh, per week in the last three weeks. I said, okay, great. I said, it sounds like a lot of time you've put into them. He said, well, is one to two hours at each one. I said, right, so it is a, is a lot of time. I said, you must have generated quite a lot of business from that then. And he said, no, no, nothing yet. And I said, right, okay, so what are your, what is your goal from going to those events? He said, well, I want to meet lots of people. So I said, right, I said, let, just, just, just let me, humor me for a minute. I said, you've got a goal, and you've said it as a New Year's resolution, I'm assuming. He said, yeah. He said, I want to attend four events per week for the next two months. And the company want me to go out and do that. So I said, okay, so your, uh, your goal is to attend the events, not to actually achieve anything from the events in terms of business. He said, no. 
So I said, right, I said, can you not see why that is a little bit skewed and it sh you should be looking at what the outcome is of what you're putting in, is what you, what you need to be looking at? And he said, yeah, actually, I take your point. I said, okay, let's look at it again. So all those events you've been to, you must have met a lot of people at those events. He said, yeah, met loads of people. I said, how many have you spoken to since? He said, he said oh, a couple of them have spoken to me. I said, right, so you've not reached out to a single person you've met at any of those events either? He said, no. I said, all right, can you see how I would think that was a complete waste of your time? And he said, I can't see how you would see that as a complete waste of my time. Um, and I said, look, I'm not trying to sell BNI to you in any way. BNI is not right for everybody. But I assure you, if those 20, 30, 40 hours, whatever you've put into those events, you had spent over a period of time within BNI building relationships with people, can you see how as those people get to know you like you trust you, those people would be making introductions for you. And in that amount of time you've already put in, in that such a sport, short space of time, you would have already developed some opportunities. And he said, yeah, I can see how that's going to happen. And he's actually coming back to BNI on Wednesday with one of his directors um, so we can show him how BNI works and how it can help him. Because his director is big on him going out and going to lots of events every single week. But in speaking to him in further depth, I, I sort of said to him, if your boss is telling you to go to all these events and they are not working and generating any business, that doesn't put you in a great position when you've got a 40-hour working week. He's wanting you to go to all these things that aren't generating opportunities. At what point is it going to be where he says, you're not very good at your job, I'm going to get rid of you? Yeah, but I, I always think the recruitment is a is a funny one, isn't it? Because they they own they run their own desk, if you like. They run their own sector, and I think recruitment companies don't really see the value in BNI because they think it is a numbers game, don't they? And they go out to industry specific specific events, and the recruiters that we've had are great at giving referrals, especially if they're the the business owner, good at giving referrals, but tend to be don't work as hard. I think if you're a recruitment consultant or a, a, a recruitment owner you come into B&I you have to think of B&I as, as more of a hunter mentality not a farming mentality you can come in as a printer for example and stand up every week and you'll get referrals for business cards pens you know whatever you you know the smaller business businesses but if you want the bigger print jobs your big brochures your, your magazines all that kind of stuff. You have to work a little bit harder for it, and I think that's where the, the hunting mentality comes in. You know, and I I, I always use recruitment as an, as an example. Um, and I met a headhunter at a recruitment event, at a and event the other day, and he was saying, "Well, how would it work for me?" And I was like, "Well, tell me who you would want to headhunt, and the group would help you find who you want to headhunt, or at least give you a warm introduction into those people, into those candidates." And I think people always forget about it's not about who's in the room. It's the biggest thing I always find when people join a chapter, they have a heads down within that chapter. They don't visit other other groups. I, I tell you what, good example about it's not about who's in the room. Liam, we're going to get on this podcast at one point. Um, he's a private investigator, and he probably visits probably visits most chapters in the region. Uh, he's on the regional team, so he's proactive, helps, gives a good, gave, gave a good educational slot at our chapter, and which makes him instantly more visible and credible, so it will create him opportunities. And I said to him, every time you visit a chapter, how many inquiries do you get? Because he's got quite a niche seat. And he says, within an hour of the, me leaving a chapter, I'll always get a phone call with a lead or referral. And then he had, he had a really big one off um, Jen this week into two big, he asked for solicitors, firms, and he had a Jenny in our chapter passed him two really big solicitor firms to get into, and every time he comes, he gets he must pick up two or three bits bits of business. It's crazy. So from a recruitment point of view, it's about asking for the right people coming in, 
and being more of a hunter than a than a farmer. Yeah, I think I would never tell anybody to come in and be a hunter because you'll get people's backs up. Yeah, what Liam does very well is Liam builds relationships so that people want to help him mm. and he tells really good stories. Yeah. So he doesn't, I don't think he really needs to hunt. He's there trying to generate business, don't get me wrong, but I think when Liam is on this podcast, he will tell you he goes to those chapters first and foremost to support members mm. in his ambassadorial role now. Um, the thing with recruitment in particular that is, is probably on its own in terms of an industry is that he's so heavily KPI driven with, with call stats and um, number of emails and number of connections on LinkedIn and all these types of things that you'll be looking at it's very difficult unless you've got a senior decision maker in that business coming in along to BNI. It's very difficult to get just a BDM or a salesperson that's a recruiter to come to BNI and be able to go back and get a sign off for BNI. What can happen is they'll say, and quite often I've seen this happen, they'll come along to a meeting, really enjoy it. I'll go, they'll go away, say I'm going to speak to my boss, and they'll come back the next week, and it's like they drag their heels before they want to make a payment. And I know what's happening every single time. The, the, the boss is saying, okay, yeah, go back. As soon as you've got some work, you can join. Yeah. Now, that's not how B&I works. You, can, no. you know, they think, oh, yeah, yeah, you can just go and join. Firstly, obviously, they have to apply. Um, but I've seen Apple happen several times, really big firms. We thought, great, we've got this person, they're really interested. And they drag the heels and they drag the heels and, it's, and they start becoming too salesy because they really want to be part of it. But because they're hunting for business, the members see that and they end up getting their backs up and they never end up applying. Yeah. And I think it, it, the big thing is going along to a meeting, that feeling that you get from any chapter, I spoke to a lady this morning that visited a chapter last week and she said, I got a feeling from the chaps that I'd never had from a previous one that I'd visited and she'd visited several, never chose to apply and she's chosen to apply this time. That feeling that you get from a chapter when you feel part of it, it's so difficult to go away and then and pass that on to somebody else that wasn't there and didn't feel it. Yeah. And in recruitment, that's the one thing that I find that we always struggle with and if you look at the recruiters that we have had, and we've had huge success of recruiters, generally they move on at a certain point because they've taken on too much work, which always happens. But all of the people I can think of that have been within our region, that have been in recruitment, and have moved on because they've done so well, were all senior decision makers, so they were able to make the decision. Yeah, you can't be a, just a consultant. No, because they're not given the time. If you, no. if you say to... Or you a know, BDM, even a, a BDM within a recruitment company, still not as... You have to be a senior decision maker, I would say. Yeah, because it's not, you know, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. And if you're a good recruiter, and, and you know, if you're looking for, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60k jobs, and you're looking to fill those jobs, there's a certain process that go that goes through. Don't get paid straight away on them. So even even when you get a referral or you get referrals, and then you close one, it's still not in the bag for your director that this. BNI thing that you're going along to is working or is going to work. No. And over a certain period of time, all the hours that you're putting in, and then you say, I want to go to this training event, and I want to do one to ones and, and stuff outside the meeting, all those things, your boss is thinking, well, you could have made 10 more cold calls, or you could have connected with more people on LinkedIn, or you could have um, gone along to this event where you know it's IT related because you're looking at IT at the moment. And um, I just think it's a very difficult one to get around because fundamentally, they generally are hunters. Even if they come into BNI and they understand the process of it, if they are too hunterish, if that's even a word, it gets to the point where they're not going to get any referrals anyway. Mm. No, I mean, I mean, from a, I know what you mean. There's extra, different extremes of being a hunter. I, I just find within BNI, people are too, too like farmers, less like hunters, and. And I'm, I'm a massive believer in building relationships. It's what sales is all about. I, I'm a huge believer in that. And I believe that 
to be successful in B&I, I think you've got to be both. I think you've got to be a farmer and a hunter, which is why it works, because give us gain is you give me business and I'll give you business in return. However, I think that you have to be, I think members fail because they're not as proactive. And I think that's where the hunter mentality comes in, is you have to be more, especially if you've got niche seats or, or um, you know, a, a, for a really good example, we've got um, a project manager in our group, Jen, who projects managers, building projects, kitchens, She's gonna, she's gonna have to be more of a hunter, purely and simply because there's no one in her power team to pass her referrals and pass her work currently. So she needs, needs to be proactive and go out there, that, go out there and find people to join that power team and bring people to be members that she, she knows she can pass business to. And in the meantime, to make her BNI journey more of a success, go and visit other chapters. Yeah, I think you've got to hunt for your your power team, get the right people in, definitely. The, I suppose the fundamental difference is you're hunting for kills and you're farming relationships, so they have to be different. If you're from a BNI perspective, I go to BNI chapter meetings in my chapter. And when I every single chance I have at my weekly presentation, I always will give a name of somebody I would like an introduction to. Mm. So that's me hunting for that opportunity. But the only way I'm going to get that is by farming the relationships in the room and building those relationships. Yeah. Where we're using the recruiter as one example here, but those people that come in and they go into lots and lots of chapters or they aren't ever thinking about getting involved, all they are doing is trying to hunt for that yeah. opportunity without putting any time initially into the relationships. Um, it's quite interesting that it's happening at the moment that's changing within BNI and the way that we are actually coaching members to be more successful within BNI is, is trust. So f- throughout BNI, we go to MSP and we're almost taught that Anybody coming into BNI, they have to go through a certain, you know, go through so so however many hoops, and they they have they have to have a few one to ones and attend lots of meetings, then you know do a pass some business, get some really small referrals, and do a good job before you can trust them to give anybody any any big work. Now you don't go into to Starbucks, you know, a big brand like Starbucks, you don't go to Starbucks and look at the coffee and go, um, I want to try one of every coffee to know whether it's good or not. You trust the brand mm. of Starbucks. You know you, you don't go into Apple to buy a phone and, and, and question whether or not the quality is going to be good because you know the quality is going to be good because it's a big brand. Now, BNI is a massive, massive brand. I don't think we do enough to recognise how trustworthy the brand is already. So when you've got a member coming in, they've, they've been invited by somebody, they've got a sponsor, they've had, a, they've, they've had references that have been checked, they've had one-to-ones with members before, generally they've been accepted, they've had an interview, They've got mentors. They've got all these different things in place so that they are trustworthy. So from day one, we should be in a position where we can give that person business. And I'm certainly the sort of person, I know you're the, you're the same, that if I can help somebody right now, if they ask for an introduction, I know them. Yeah. I'll ask for some detail on why, right. but pretty much without fail, if I can make the introduction, I'll make the introduction because I know if it's going to help them. At some point down the line, it's going to help others. It's going to help, and potentially at some point, it may help me. So that is something that's going to be changing in the the support and in the training within BNI is that we're going to be teaching and supporting members to understand that anybody that's coming into BNI, they are there because they are already trusted. And it should mean that members that we've got should start doing more business much quicker. Our retention should be higher. And then for the benefit of everybody else in the chapter and BNI regionally and globally, the more members we've got coming in doing business faster, more people are benefiting because they're doing more business, but then also they're telling more people and then more people coming in and doing business faster and so on and so on. So it should be like a self Full, fulfilling prophecy but trust is a big thing within BNI and I think as long as you manage those relationships coming in you're not too salesy 
and you're accepted within the chapter, you have your one-to-ones, people get to know you, like you, trust you, you're going to start doing very well very, very quickly. I don't think you necessarily should have to be jumping through hoops to get to the point where a member should accept accept you into the group and say, oh, now you've done enough for me, now I'm going to give you an opportunity. Mm. That shouldn't really be, be how it works. You know, give us gain is one of the fundamental um, core values of BNI, but give us give, not necessarily give us gain, give us give. If you're a giver, you give. Anyway, regardless. Yeah, we're looking at the, the core for the, you know, the, the launch, um, ideas for the region and where we're going to be launching chapters going forward at the moment. And one big thing regarding launch is this is taken from the American model. I was listening to a lady uh, who's done a couple of keynotes at the um, at the global convention. She's launched tons of chapters and she says she looks for a few different things from founder members, but the main one is whether or not they are already a connector. Mm. So are they out for themselves or are they get, already? What's, what's the question that you ask from a connector's point of view? So to find out if someone's a connector, just ask them about the best referral they have ever been a part of. So quite rightly, a lot of people will straight off go, oh, well, I received this amazing referral once and blah, blah, blah. If they do that, just stop them and say, look, I did actually mean any referrals that you've given. If they already were starting on one that they'd given, they are already a connector because they're already referring business before they're even involved in BNI. If that person you're sat with or stood with or you've just met or you're on the phone to says, do you know what? I can't think of a referral I've ever given. No matter what they try to say to you, they are not a connector because they can't think of a single no. thing they have done to help any other business in terms of a referral. And also could potentially quite, don't really know how to, so they're not, not great for starting a chapter. Definitely. I mean, they might be right for being right. We could help them. But as in terms of a as a connector, in terms of who's going to be a driver mm. to start a chapter, they wouldn't be. If somebody if somebody can tell you about an amazing story about something that they have done to help somebody else or help another business based on referral that they're given, that that would make them a connector, and they will generally get off to a flying start in BNI and they'll set the culture and make it very very good and help and help others to start generating business very very quickly. Yeah, and also I think I think I heard the same lady talk as well about. Someone stands up while you, well, doing a wicked presentation and saying, "I'm looking to grow my network in because I am from London, and I've moved up to Manchester, and I'm looking to grow my network here." That is, they will not be a, a good for a, a startup core group. Again, we could potentially potentially help them uh, within a normal BNI group, but again, it, when you join in, we're hoping that you'll bring your connections with you. Yeah, um, yeah. good first podcast back, Dave. Well, it remains to be seen. Interesting, uh, interesting debate on farmers versus hunters. I think we could go on about it for a while. Um, thanks for everyone for retuning in. Hopefully, we will um, get you back listening to us. We're going to have some really good guests on the podcast in the next coming weeks. Um, so keep tuned. Um, follow us. Subscribe on the Anchor FM or if you're on iTunes or Spotify, click the subscribe button and you will get alerts when the new podcast comes along. Any suggestions, or if you're a BNI member and you'd love like to come on the podcast and debate something, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, also, what I would love, actually, um, as a last request, if there's anyone that you know, friends, family, ex-people who are anti-BNI, who don't like BNI, who've got a really negative connotation towards it but won't and won't go to a meeting, but would sit and debate with me and Dave on a pod, on a podcast, we'd love to hear from them, um, and we'd love to get them on and have a have a right good conversation. So, pass us on, on to anyone you, or if you're that person and listening to this podcast, then please do so. So, thanks for listening. Speak to you soon.
Thanks.